Welcome back guys to the MPSN show and the Kona Powell Sports Network as today we continuing with the coach's corner today I got uh, coach Rowdy Harper co-offensive coordinator offensive line coach at Broken Arrow High School out of Oklahoma and I'm gonna hand it over to him he's gonna introduce a little bit about himself and we'll just like last time we'll keep going over different questions we'll introduce I'll introduce him and stuff to that sort so I'm gonna switch it over to him and he's gonna talk about himself Perfect. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, I'm like you said. I'm Coach Harper, uh, Rowdy Harper from. I'm actually from Broken Arrow. Um, I played high school at Broken Arrow, and then um, got a phone call and and got offered a scholarship to go play football at the University of Houston um, as an offensive lineman. And so um, I moved down to Houston, right uh, right right down there by Paraland. So uh, moved down to Houston, uh, redshirted my first year on the offensive line, and then. Um, after that, had 52 consecutive starts, um, which was uh, an offensive line record there at, at the university and um, was a freshman All-American at, at one point and a uh, all-conference and, and a few of those few of those cool little things. Um, I got to, like I said, start 52 games in a row and um, finish my career there. I actually lived in Paraland. As I was telling you before, I actually lived right across from the mm-hmm. Big Bass Pro Shops over there on um, – whatever it was, 288 or, or whatever that yeah. the, the big highway is. I haven't been to Houston <laughs> in, in six years now, but uh, just right off the road right there. And so um, loved it, loved my time in Houston. I got a phone call um, from the high school coach here back at Broken Arrow, uh, who was uh, an NFL veteran of, of 12 years, David Alexander, um, that I've known because uh, he was in this area and Broken Arrow uh, when I was growing up. And so I knew him and asked me if I wanted to come back down or come back up and, and coach for him. And so I said, you know, sure, but uh, I'm still working out, hoping to get in the NFL. And so he said, yeah, that makes sense. Come down here or come up here, work out in our weight room, start getting around the kids. That way if it works out perfect. If it doesn't, uh, then, then you've kind of already got a leg up and you can start coaching. And so uh, that's what I did. I got to try out with the Texans and, and uh, things didn't end up working out. Wasn't good enough to play in the NFL. So, um, I ended up started coaching and and that would have been in probably 2015 I think was my first season I just finished my uh, fourth season just finished my fourth season or or fifth season whatever it is now I'm here at Broken Arrow Uh, we've won one state championship while I've been here Uh, we've been to the state finals uh, the year before that Um, and then we've been to the semifinals I think a year or two so uh, we've we've enjoyed uh, some pretty good success here. This is, um, at, like I said, Broken Arrow is the biggest uh, high school here in the state of Oklahoma, and so uh, I'm getting to coach really good football players and and um, coach some big time football. That's nice to hear. Uh, um, yeah, like you said, I mean, I, I saw that you had a lot of accomplishments uh, collegiately and stuff like that. That seems pretty cool. So, switching over, whenever you were started coaching football I know you were coming like you said you worked out in the weight room with coach Alexander and stuff like that how did coming from playing collegiately switch over to you coaching uh high school football like how how did that come in handy or how did those two I guess you could say intervene and come together more or less sure I I don't think obviously I don't think you have to play college football or or maybe even football at all to be a coach but for me it, it was a big help because um, I ended up coaching the position I was playing. And so 
um, if you play a lot of football and, and not even practice, but you get in a lot of different games and, and you play, you know, as, as many games as, as I did, you learn little tips, you learn little tricks that maybe you wouldn't learn uh, or aren't coached anywhere else. They, they're learned from doing it. And so I would say, you know, some of those things helped me out a bunch. Uh, I wasn't just a really physically gifted person. I was, I was tall and I was athletic enough, but, um, uh, when they when they had me run the 40 and and lift and and do everything else like that i was very average or below average I, I, what what helped me was um i learned everything i could about the game um and then i, I learned all those little tricks I, I never had a mental bust um i learned these little tricks i perfected my technique um and then you know i was i was tough and could fight through some injuries and so um to be able to play i had to learn football I had to learn the tricks. Like I said, I, I had to know the ins and outs of offensive line if I wanted to have any chance of playing. And so as soon as I got done playing, I, I had already had a huge leg up because I didn't just let my athleticism get me through playing football because I didn't have enough of it. And so going into being a coach, I had already kind of learned these things. I knew these things. And so um, it, it gave me a a good start, but I was still way, way behind. Any Any first-year coach – um, we're all, we always think that we know a, a lot about it, but, um, you really don't know hardly anything. So it gave me a little bit of a, a nudge. It, it helped me with my players. I think they looked and, and just like, you know, your offensive line coach, a guy that played in college, I think that high school kids like that, you know, that it gives you a, a jump start at least, but then you've got to come and actually know what you're doing. And so, uh, it, it benefited for sure, but it's not something that you would have to have. Yeah. So you, I know you coach offensive line. What is like another thing that you preach to them every day? I know our coach says we want to be physical off the ball. What is one thing that you uh, preach to your offensive linemen every single day when you're, whether it's in the weight room, on the field, in the classroom? What is one thing that is set in stone that you, I guess, like I said, you could preach to them about it? That's a really good question. Um, I, Probably the biggest thing I, I talk to them about that's non-directly football-related is is we talk fanatical effort. Um, we, we've got a lot of effort plays that we show. We talk about fanatical effort in the weight room, um, in the classroom. Uh, I think that that will get you really, really far in life. I think if you give unbelievable effort and you're tough, um, I think that will get you through most things that you face in life. And then – uh, you know, going over to strictly football offensive line, uh, we talk about getting our two steps in the ground before contact. So, uh, you'll if you were ever at a practice, you were ever around us. If it was football wise, you'd hear a lot of get get your second step in the ground before contact, um, or you'd be hearing, "Hey, fanatical effort today." It'd be something we would be talking about. You know, maybe before the practice, and then during the practice, you'd hear a lot about us uh, talking about that second step before contact. What was what made your I guess you could say y'all's team, Coach Alexander, uh, the coaching staff at Broken Arrow. What was one thing that y'all uh, came together as one? Obviously, you guys obviously won the twenty eighteen state championship in Oklahoma. But what was one thing that was special about that team, or most memorable to you and to other coaches about the twenty eighteen team that you guys made the state run with? Well, I think I think first off, uh, if you're going to be a big school in Texas, big school in Oklahoma that plays really good football, 
uh, in order to win a state championship, you have to have the players first. I mean, um, you can be the best coach in the world. And you can have really good kids. But if you don't have, you know, some really good football players, uh, it's really not going to matter what you do. Uh, so mm -hmm. first off, we had really, really good football players that year. But uh, we'd had really good football players in the past and not won it. I, I think that the thing that set that team over the edge, other than just having really good players, was we had really good uh, senior leadership that year that was tough. I mean, they had, we were they were tough kids that weren't going to allow other kids to do anything they shouldn't be doing. Um, the seniors loved football. They loved working hard. Um, and again, I wouldn't say the younger kids were scared of them, but they were they didn't want to disappoint the seniors. They had a an air of, of toughness um, about them. And so I would say that was, you know, the biggest part, the biggest difference in us that year. Uh, but again, uh, it all comes down to if you're going to win a state championship at a big level, you've got to have the players. And we had the players that year and and we got lucky that we had some uh, really, really good seniors. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, – I saw some of the teams you guys played. I believe you guys played Jinx in the final, wasn't it? You guys played Jinx that year in the final? Yeah, yeah played Jinx in the final. Uh, that year we would have played um, um, – who was – somewhere down in Texas. Um, we played a few teams. I don't think it was Euless Trinity. We played Trinity the year before. Uh, Mansfield. Mansfield High, yeah. we, we played them. Um, you know, the Owasso, Jinx, Union, all the big schools in, in – in Oklahoma and so uh and beat you know we were undefeated that year so uh, it was a good year and, and played some some big teams moving more into a uh, obviously play football standpoint how effective is has power been obviously a power is more of a offensive line a main thing offensive line coaches like is power how effective is it in your offense as a co-offensive coordinator and the run game coordinator it's been um, it's been our our major play. Um, I think probably any offense that you go around the country, they kind of have to have an identity. Um, whether it's run or pass doesn't matter. And then, but even if their identity is going to be to, to throw the ball a lot, I still think they've got to have a run game identity. What what is something that you know basically they could do with their eyes closed? They could do it against any front. They could do it at any part in the game. Um, I think that every team needs to have whatever their run is that it's third and short and everybody in the country knows that they're going to run this play and it doesn't matter. They can still execute it for us. Um, it, it, it was power. We had some really big running backs. We had a really big offensive line. Um, and, and so we learned some of the intricacies of it. Uh, our guys repped it a bunch of times. We repped it against a bunch of different looks and stunts and blitzes. Uh, and so I don't think that it's necessarily a, a better play than any other play. It's just, it was our play. Uh, we learned how to use it and, and we could be very physical and, and get downhill um, with that you know, gap scheme type blocking. And so it worked out really well. It has worked out really well for us the past couple of years. And, and it's, it, it's a little bit of an attitude play, we believe. And so um, it, it's, been, it's been good for us for those reasons. Yeah, and another thing that I ask most uh, coaches on here is I asked last week, Coach Lawrence, is when in the, I guess when the right opportunity waits, do you see yourself in the future being a uh, head football coach or athletic coordinator, or do you specifically want to stay in the offensive line position or offensive coordinator position? 
Yeah, it is a good question. I, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of coaches that talk about, you know, they've got these big dreams to be coordinators, big dreams to be head coaches, like you said, athletic directors. I, I've just, I personally, and, and I'm not young compared to you, but <laughs> I'm, I'm young in the coaching game, you know, still in my 20s. And so younger than a lot of those guys. So I don't know if it's an age thing, but I, I've n- I never really have had that drive to want to go be a head coach or really even to be a, a full-time offensive coordinator. I, I've, I love offensive line. Um, I love run game. You know, I, I enjoy getting ready in the pass game, but I love the run game. I love coaching every little nuance and detail uh, about an offensive line. And so, no, I, I've never really had that dream um, to, to go up. Now, as I learn more, maybe I feel more comfortable with it, and, and maybe that's something that eventually I, I strive for. But as of now, no, it, it's never really been an interest to me. You know, I'm by title the co-OC, but I'm not calling plays. I don't have anything to do with the pass game, and, and I love it that way. Uh, I get to focus on the run game, focus on the offensive line, and, and it's that's everything that I want to do, at, at least right now. And I know mostly on the, I guess you could say, sports news or like high school news, all you hear about is California and Texas high school football. Texas high school football they say is the biggest what is I guess I haven't I guess you could say been out of state and seen mm-hmm. how other high schools are what is the atmosphere like playing as like obviously you guys are a big big Oklahoma top one of the top Oklahoma schools so I mean it really there's really no difference between how it is but like when you go to these smaller schools in Oklahoma is it more of a at-home feeling everybody knows each other like what's the atmosphere like of course, I, you know I would say um, I would say it's fairly similar to um, Texas high school football at the you know a three A in, in Oklahoma is probably going to be very similar to a a three A in Texas as far as atmosphere goes. I mean the town shuts down, people all go to watch the football game. Uh, it, it's very it's very similar in that aspect here in Oklahoma. Um, football is is very big, you know what. Probably the biggest isn't as big. You know, our, our stadium is, is not like Allen's, uh, but we do we do have, you know, 12 or 13,000 uh, seats in our stadium. And so it still is a big high school stadium compared to the, the rest of the country and, and probably com- comparative to most of the big high schools in Texas, uh, most of the big state schools. Uh, however, you know, we do our state finals games um, at, a, at a school probably – as big maybe a little bigger than than that but uh and i don't think we we fill it up necessarily and, mm-hmm. and texas has theirs and and it's a national holiday and you guys fill <laughs> up the dallas Cowboys stadium and so it's a little different obviously uh, but we also don't have any any huge cities you know tulsa oklahoma yeah. city are a little bit smaller we don't have that um and so at every level i think and and maybe i'm wrong on this but i think that the top level of Oklahoma high schools could play with, and I think they've proven it at, at years each year, could play with the top level Texas teams uh, in Texas every year. Mm-hmm. However, that's probably the top two, maybe three teams in Oklahoma. Now, when you get into the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, yeah, a lot of time, at least in the past 20 years here in Oklahoma, nobody else has won it. You know, here in Oklahoma, the top two teams – jinx and union the past 22 years were the only two state champions and then now broken arrow and owasso has won a you know owasso's won two broken arrows won one in this past five years 
And so there's the major four is, is kind of the big, the big four. And, and none of the others have, have won, like I said, in 20 years. And so there are really good teams there, but I think, you know, and, and I don't want to put all those teams down, but Mm -hmm. there's a drop wherever our top is in Oklahoma, whether it's four or six or, or seven, there's a major drop in our top so, so many compared to our bottom where Texas has so many really, really good yeah. middle of the road teams that would probably, you know, that challenge the top tier Texas teams. So they would challenge the top tier Oklahoma teams. And so I think that's the big, biggest difference. Um, a lot of these Southern states are, are very similar with their, their high school football, you know, Georgia, mm-hmm. Alabama, all have the athletes all have football is really big to them. Uh, but you know, I, I, I've been in Texas. I, I agree. It's a little bit different in Texas and it's just the, the sheer amount of football players in that state. Uh, it's, they're allowed to, you know, they're able to field these uh, unbelievable teams all throughout the district. Yeah. Like obviously there's probably hundreds of Texas teams compared to Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. There's a lot more. Whenever you guys are breaking down uh, on your game days, obviously I know the coaches prepare in a week in advance for who their next opponent is, break down film. When you're, I guess you're the run game coordinator, when you're breaking down film against defenses, what is one thing that you always look for in film that is separating aside from, yeah, like I said, like what are you looking for in defenses uh, to help your run game or, yeah, more or less? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is uh, I've got to, you know, there's two things. First thing is we want to look and see um, do they have any, you know, game changer defense mm-hmm. linemen or linebackers. I mean, if they've got the guy that's going to Oklahoma or Texas or Texas and they've got a division one, you know, S, you know, power five guy, mm-hmm. we want to know that we're going to have to game plan around that. That's the most important. Um, we'll also look, do they have anyone that is really, really poor, you know, that that's not very good because uh, we think we could run at that person. And then after we do that and look at personnel, then I like to go through and, and get all of our formations, have our formations all drawn up. And then I go through and, and chart what that defense has done uh, to those formations throughout the year. And so then I, I chart all those downs, uh, look at how I believe this defense is going to line up to us and start finding where they've, uh, where that defense has is susceptible to certain runs uh, just by alignment. Mm-hmm. I mean, the defense can't be right at time. They can only take away so many things. And so at, by alignment, so where can we add an extra number against their fronts and what would work? And it doesn't always work because they might have a better player over there. It might be why they decide that is their person, you know, their, their number weakness is because they've got a really good player over there. So then we got to go do something else. But, uh, those are the two major things that I'm looking for. Yeah, like I said, that's the main thing that obviously most coaches, they always plan a week in advance, see who, I guess you could say, fits their scheme, fits what's coming, what's, what is yet to come, basically. But I don't want to keep you here too long. I know we're about 20 minutes in. I just want to hand it over to you and speak to them about your uh, Run the Power podcast. Um, what, I guess, what, what is all in depth to it. And I just want to, you can talk about that real quick. 
Perfect. Yep. Uh, like you said, I'm a coach. I also uh, run a podcast, which was I was excited when, when your coach reached out to me and uh, about being on yours. But I run a po- podcast. We um, just released our 200th episode. I uh, just got over a million downloads um, on our podcast. And so we're excited about it. We talked to football coaches. We've talked to NFL coaches and college coaches and high school coaches across the country. Talked to NFL players um, and, and collegiate players. And so uh, we, we've had a blast. We we get them on and they talk football and, and whether it's scheme or it's technique or uh, they just talk about themselves, really. It, it it's It's been really nice for us because uh, – you know, coaches are really, really busy. But if you, if you, you know, have a podcast and say, "Hey, do you want to come on and talk about yourself?" <laughs> Almost everyone wants to talk about themselves. So uh, it's allowed us to learn a lot from them uh, by having it. Yeah, like I said, I've I've uh, watched a couple of your episodes. I like them most of the time. But that sums up probably what we got here done today. Obviously, it was nice meeting you. I know we're probably a state <laughs> state apart, but we're doing it over a audio call. It was nice to meet you. Um, so that's gonna sum up today's NPSN show. Uh, make sure you, I'll leave his run the power podcast. I'll leave his channel in the below. Obviously, I believe you can, you can listen on Spotify, right? Yes. Yep. It's it's everywhere. Hopefully. <laughs> I'll leave his uh, links in the description below. Make sure you guys check out the podcast is now on Spotify, Anchor, and all that good stuff. Make sure you guys like and subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time with the next coach.